Welcome to Beyond the Walls. This is producer Andrew. Hey, before we begin today, I just wanted to let you know that there will be a graphic mention of terrorism in today's episode, and because of this, listener discretion is advised. Buenos dias, good morning, and this is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and my co-host, my brother, my friend and partner, Tim Flirty. This is the talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truth of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. Welcome to another week of Beyond the Walls. I'm your host, Tim Flaherty, and I have with me today my co-host, Pastor Israel Rodriguez. I have to put you in discipline for those R's, but good morning, Treasure Valley. Welcome back to another show with Beyond the Walls with Tim Flaherty, Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and hey, don't forget Andrew. You know, I mean, we cannot be on air if it wasn't for his talent and his hands on the control. He does cut out quite a few ums, and that is an amazing gift that he has and that he brings to this particular ministry and show. We are here today. We have a wonderful guest, someone who we have come to respect quite a bit, Harry Tamang. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are correct. Harry Tamang. Namaste. 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 From the country of Nepal. Yes. Uh huh. And a- as you all know, we start every week with a question of the week. This week, I I wanted to talk about bringing or getting people who you don't know to come into your life. We've talked about how for a lot of years we prayed for someone like Harry to come into our lives. Pastor, tell us, tell me this. When you are out in the field and you're working so hard and you're you're struggling and you just don't know and you turn to prayer, how is it that you feel when you see your prayers answered, in this case, with Harry? Yes, uh, I'm serving from Deer Flat Church in Caldwell, Idaho, as the outreach pastor, and that, you know, literally keeps you beyond the walls, outside, out there, you know, reaching out people out there. And my prayer is the same prayer that Jesus was teaching his disciples Pray and ask the Lord of the harvest to send more workers into his harvest. So Hattie, to me, is is a response to my prayer because he, he's a people's person. He's a, he's a guy of the community. He's somebody who understands and who feels what people feel, not just because he wants to do that, but probably because of, of his background, you know, where he, uh, he came from and how he ended up coming to America to study. And... Uh, Yes, I I want to take the time today to to have Hattie tell us a little bit about him, who he is, where he comes from, how he got to come in America, because all of that will help us understand how the Lord answered my prayer. Well, and to I want to yeah, I guess I understand that, but what I want to know is when you when you finally realized that. God had answered your prayer, your prayer to have somebody who walked outside of the traditional circles that we, you and I walk in every day. Was there just a sense of relief? Was there a sense of terror? I mean, sometimes when God answers my prayers, I am I am so afraid that that of the power, because sometimes I will just be completely humbled by the things that I've seen, the miracles, literal miracles. And I tell people, I say, there's no way I can't go back. 
I, I can't stop being a Christian because the God of the Bible, Jesus, has shown me too much. So for you, when when you when you met Harry and when you realized this is a this is a prayer that's been answered, just take one minute. Tell me what was your feeling, your first initial feeling, and what did you say to your wife? Because I know you share a lot with her. Well, you know, when, when talking to my wife, I told her it seems like finally get answer one of her prayers. You know, in asking for more workers to go into the harvest, and it is a sense of fulfillment. It is a sense of goals being achieved you know when you are on an obstacle race you don't fix your your eyes on the obstacles but you fix your eyes towards crossing the finishing line and when 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 this person is is brought to you you know after five years doing ministry here it's not that i didn't have people to come and help and serve but the way how i can describe my friendship with hattie you know it, it goes beyond imagination and beyond the walls and uh it's, it's a humbling experience. It is uh, the opportunity you take down to thank God for answering prayers, okay? And go together, you know, just just move on and bring others into the bus. And I can tell you f- from my own experience that uh, with Harry, learning from him, seeing how generous and kind he is with people, that there really is no comparison. And with that, we'll be right back. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. And again, I just want to say thank you to our sponsors at the Estegos.org Community Warehouse. If you haven't checked them out yet, please go to Estegos.org, A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G, and take a look. They have a fantastic community warehouse for teachers and preachers and nonprofits. You'll be amazed what you can find. So, Pastor, we're back here and we're talking with Harry Tamang, and Harry is from the country of Nepal. Harry, I want to hear a little bit about your childhood, because I know from from you that it wasn't so easy, that there were some things that you had to overcome. And you're going to be with us for the next three weeks here. We're going to we're going to learn all about what you're doing now and and the work that you're that you're out there, you know, in the fields doing, but we want to get a chance to know Harry just a little bit so that the listeners can get a chance to understand your beginnings. So you grew up in Nepal. You were born into a family in Nepal. Tell me about that family. How many brothers and sisters do you have? What What's what's that like? So thank you, Tim. So namaste, everyone. My name is Hari. And so basically, every time when I have to tell people who is Hari, I introduce myself, you know. Hari was born twice because when I was seven years old, I was traveling from bliss to city in a bus and then terrorist group attacked that bus and then 71 people got injured, 53 people got died and I was one of the survivors on that uh, conflict. And so luckily, I feel very lucky to be survived on that terrorist attack. At the same time, I'm very, very lucky, you know, having good people around me. And so, Tim, I have a 
large family. I have uh, five brothers and five sisters, including me. I'm the youngest one. So I grew up inside National Park where we have elephants, rhinos, bungal tigers, and also lots of animals. And so basically, it's quite remote, but I love that place. Tell me a little bit about in the attack that you that you just described. Did you lose your family members in in the attack? That were some of them killed? So luckily, I uh, there was not uh, any of my family members. It was only me. So let me tell you a little bit about the story. So I was very lucky because I was in a seat, front seat on a bus, and then when I was traveling, almost. Uh, before the accident happened, five minutes before, one of the pregnant women came and there was not seat and I gave her seat to sit down her and then after five minutes when blast happened, I saw that pregnant woman was lying in front of me and because of bomb pieces, her stomach split into two parts and the baby came out because that woman was traveling from village to city to check up her baby but unfortunately those because of those bad guy you know so yeah she lost her life and also in front of me the baby was moving for like a five or six seconds and when i came uh, after the, that bomb because when there was a bomb there was huge smoke, there was like everywhere, and it was very crowded, you know, everybody shouting, you know, please save me God, save me dad, mom, you know, shouting. And after a few minutes, when I opened my eyes, it was like a pieces of meat, you know, blood everywhere, and that baby was lying in front of me. Mm. But fortunately, you know, I couldn't do anything. You were just seven years old. I was seven years old, yes. And so did they send policemen and ambulance there to help you to, because you were injured in the attack? Yes, I was injured on my arms, on my cheek. There was like a, it because of bomb pieces got into my arms and also cheeks. And in Nepal, we don't have that, like a, a lot of police and resources, uh, but there was a school next to the place where the bomb was exploded. So from the uh, schools and from the villagers, people came and helped us to, you know, rescue. So, yeah. And what were you doing that day on that bus? Oh, so I have a very big family. And then every time when like a, like a, my brother and sister get a little bit bigger, my father had to send them out to work because we are very poor. And so my father's, and whole family were dependent on the our brothers and sister income resources. That's why that time I wanted to go to work in a restaurants when I was seven years old. And so I was with my boss. So we were supposed to be travel uh, almost 10 hours from our village to city. But before 10 hours, it was like a, we traveled one hour from village to that place and then that uh, blast happened. And at seven years old, you were going to work full time. Yes, uh, I was planning to wash dishes for that uh, uh, restaurants and make some uh, income for my family. But you didn't. You ended up being in that horrible attack, and and then 
after that and you recovered, you went on and you went to school. Oh, yeah. Uh, after that, you know, I, I realized that education is very important and one of the key in my life. That's why I went to another landlord house and I talked with him and told him, so if you want to give me, edu- just give me educations and I will do everything. And I started working for landlord since then. And then I got my education from there. Did you speak any English at the time? Oh, no. Like, uh, even though, like, uh, like we have uh, education systems in Nepal, I mean, English education system in Nepal. But uh, since I went to public schools, I couldn't speak at all in English. You, you speak English fairly well for someone who's only lived in America for the last four years. And I know that before that, you lived in Europe as a part of this international schools program that we're going to talk about, UWC, which stands for United World Colleges, which is a program that takes young men and young women from rural countryside and the third world, if you will, to bring them and educate them to hopefully one day allow them to go back to their countries and and create industry and, and create opportunity for more people to follow more economic opportunity. And so, you know, we just have about 20 seconds left, but can you tell me when you were in that accident, how was it that you you were saved? Was there a doctor or something that that you I, that, that came to you? Tell me what was the what was the moment that that they were able to help you and and keep you alive? Oh, so there was not any doctors because, as I told you, you know, there was not a lot of, there is not any, a lot of resources like doctor or nurse in Nepal. But there was a volunteer from Red Cross and other organizations and came and rescued me and they took me into primary health care. And that's the place where I got my treatment. And we'll be right back. Dear Flat Church is a place for everyone. It is a church where you can be accepted as you are, experience an amazing depth of grace, and heal your hurts. It is the perfect place for imperfect people. Come and check out their services, both in person and online. They meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. for a traditional service and 1045 for a more contemporary service. Deer Flat Church is located at 17703 Beat Road in Caldwell and online at deerflat.org. Come and join the fellowship. And we're back again. Thank you to our sponsors, the Estegos.org Community Warehouse. We're grateful for them making it possible for us to be here today. Pastor, you, when we went off, were shocked. I I mean, this was the very first time I had heard Harry talk about this. And so so did I. (laughs) I told told Harry behind, you know, the curtain of the segment here, you know, why did you choose to tell me this for the first time? You know, in a radio program. And Hattie, I heard you saying when you started speaking, I, I was born twice. Yes. Yes, I was born twice. And I feel I'm very identified with that because I had a close call on a car accident and uh, yes, two people died. And uh, I understand today that it was the Almighty God, Jesus, who saved, who spurred my life. I never thought that an answer to my prayer through a person that I was praying for is it was going to be you who actually went through this accident, you know, and and God spare your lives. And we're here together now on on this episode. And uh, 
something I loved about your description of opportunities, you know, to, to study and get all the knowledge. It was a similar advice I got from my school teacher, my English teacher. He said, get all the knowledge you can and serve the almighty God, Jesus, and together you will conquer the world. I like that. And, and uh, tell us a little bit, Hattie, from, from your early days, you know, to, to your teenage. And uh, how did you heard about uh, UWC program? How did you get to come to America? So basically, I was very into in education. And so uh, I think I did really good after when I went back to schools and then I was um, one of the top in my schools and until grade eight and then I had to go to city uh, to get my higher educations grade nine and ten because in my village there was not grade nine and ten and high school so I went to city with one of my neighbors and I also helped him to you know clean his house and clean taking out of his house at the same time uh, going to uh, schools and that neighbor's friends uh, son who went to UWC Pearson in Canada and then when he came back to uh, Nepal and I met him and then I was just I don't know like uh, I just felt that you know I need to go that program United Old College that's the place, you know, I can have, you know, built my family and built my more knowledge and built my more experience, you know, what is the meaning of life, you know, that's why I wanted to find the meaning of life and that's why I work hard to go there and then I got selected into Survival of Conflict program at UWC RCN. You were sent to Europe, to Norway? Yes, it was Norway. And you had to learn an entire different language to be able to function in Norway. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that experience because you're seven years old, you're in this traumatic event, you have an epiphany, you have a, uh, this idea that somehow works out for you to be able to follow in the footsteps of education and these young men and women that went before you to broaden your horizons, to, to deepen your path. You get accepted into UWC, the youth program, to go and do 11th and 12th grade? Yes. 11th and 12th grade in Europe. It's a, is it a private school where you went? Or tell us about that. How did, how did that Norway selection happen? So, um, I mean, before go to Norway, so basically I knew only three words. I say good night. That's the three words I knew. <laughs> but uh, there was also another, my Nepali friends, who helped me a lot when I was traveling to Norway because uh, I went with him in Norway. And so, so that's the things. That's the three words I knew when I went to Norway. But I was very lucky because I met so many good friends and and good people in, around me. And so usually that United Old College uh, has like a two years IB program. But I was lucky they extended one extra year. Uh, that's the time they gave me opportunity to learn English and also get into you know, more better, better about 
IB program, International Baccalaureate program. And so that's how I went to UWC Norway. And also the selection committee, every country has a national committee. And so they select, you know, uh, based on their extractivist curriculums and academic performance and also their need. That's my understanding, Harry, in looking at some of your pictures from your trip to Norway is that you only knew three words in English. You didn't know uh, uh, much about the language, but how was your interaction? Because many of you don't know this, but I saw some pictures with Hattie and the Queen in Norway. How was your interaction with her on that banquet in that palace? Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, so uh, the first like uh, three months, I was very like uh, suffering, you know. I had a homesick, I was missing home. And at the same time, I knew, you know, the education is the key things, you know, in my life. So that's why I did like a, I, I, I think I did quite hard work in terms of getting better into um, English. And then so twice a year, like a, a Queen Sonia from Norway, the, she comes to visit because uh, she is our, our, our one of the sponsors. Um, not the sponsor, but like a see, is our like a. She comes and then she help us, you know, in terms of like of funding, and also she is our kind of main person. Yeah, she like a benefactor. Yes, and so then they invited me in the evening, and they told me, you know, so you're gonna meet Queen Sonia tomorrow. So come, eight thirty at uh, Hongland House and then I was like oh, just got you know I didn't know what to say you know because <laughs> <laughs> I mean I could barely speak English few months ago and then I'm gonna meet you know do you like, remember part of your conversation with her who started the conversation what was it about uh, so Queenish, uh, I think the Queen Sonia started uh, so basically I and other four friends were there with me and also some of the mayors and also some of the businessmen and Queen Sonia and she came at, um, so we were waiting at Holland, uh, Holland House and then she came inside and then she was very calm and then she just said you know how are you guys doing uh, and I said like uh, I was like uh, so afraid and also I didn't know what to say because she was like a queen you know And then I said, I'm I'm good, Queen. And then we talk about education because she believes, you know, education is also one of the key factors, you know, in lives. That's amazing. And with that, we are going to be right back. Estegos needs volunteers. Come and volunteer at our community warehouse. We need help with sorting, building, organizing, and displaying our extensive inventory of products. We can even host your church or business volunteers as well. If you're interested, reach out by email to harry at estegos.org. That's H-A-R-I at estegos.org or call 208-230-9706. 208-230-9706. And we're back again here on Beyond the Walls. We, of course, have had with us Harry Tamang, who is an international student here in Boise, Idaho. We 
are so grateful for him to be here with us this these three weeks. This week, next week, and the week after, we're going to be talking all about Harry's life and the extraordinary journey that he's taken these last 20-something years, and we're going to get to know a whole lot more about him. We're going to talk about his journey to Caldwell, how he ended up at the College of Idaho, the work he was able to do there, meeting the pastor, coming to Deer Flat, learning all about the opportunities that we have to do work and good work with others. We're going to learn all of that uh, the next couple of weeks with Harry. Pastor? Father, we, we come to you today knowing and acknowledging you as the only way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through you. We are alive because you live. You died on the cross, and on the, on the third day you resurrected, and you live forevermore, and you are granting us the gift of eternal life. Coming to our hearts, coming to the hearts of the people who genuinely want an encounter with you, forgive their sins, and give them this wonderful gift of eternal life. We ask of your blessing upon every listener, and in your name we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 And I would just add to that prayer that we are so grateful that Harry is here, that he survived this awful attack as a young boy, that he was able to find the opportunities in education, and that he was able to make the most of them. Because it is through education and through learning that we are able to help others. We're able to help ourselves. And that hard work truly has paid off for him. And we are so honored that he has agreed to spend some time with us here, share his story, share his life, and teach us really what it means to come from humble beginnings and have the opportunities presented to you, take them, work hard, and make the most of them. We know that, that it isn't always the same for everybody, but it's in your son's precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.